you don't need to prove yourself to others because the work that you do will be the proof. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. So I wanted to really talk today in this episode about why it's a massive mistake trying to prove yourself to others because it probably doesn't make a difference. And I think way too many people think about, you know, especially in their businesses or in their personal life that they're trying to prove a point to others. And I know when I was younger, one of the things that I wanted to do was to try and prove myself to my parents, especially, you know, I guess I grew up and I had quite young parents. My mum was 17 when she had me in a Catholic family and my dad is 19. He's a bogan atheist Aussie. I guess you could you could call him. His favorite clothes at the time were probably a Bintang tank top and SNFL or AFL football shorts. So it was an interesting dynamic to grow up in. I think there was a lot of pressure on my mum to try and prove herself, especially in the position that her brothers and sisters ended up in, which is they went to university and ended up fairly high up in corporate business. And, you know, she had kids and dropped out of school and so on. And so I think she put a lot of pressure on me being the first child as well in order to do something great with my life. And I guess there was a lot of pressure going through school to be the smart one who goes to university and live the life that she felt she didn't live. But what that did was it put so much pressure on me to try and prove myself. And I wasn't that great at school. I was put into special classes. And so I naturally developed this, I don't know, insecurity around needing to prove my worth in the world. Going through school, I knew that I wasn't the best at school. So I tried to become the funny guy. And I just created a lot of chaos at school because I was consistently in trouble and put in detention and all that sort of stuff. But I was always really inquisitive and I, I knew that I wanted to be successful, even though at that time I didn't know what that was. And the only skill set that I really had, I think, that worked for me was that I was prepared to work my ass off. And so even from a young age, my friends were getting jobs at McDonald's and Hungry Jacks and KFC and all that stuff. And I started looking around. My dad did night work as a cleaner. So he worked two jobs. And I just said to him one day, look, can I you know, can I go and work with you? And by the way, I'd already started making money as side hustling anyway, because when my dad's friends and my mum's friends, I guess you could say, or my parents' friends, on the weekends, they would have these like wild parties and stuff like that, which I was always at growing up. It was a pretty cool experience when you get to go to all these parties pretty much every weekend, because I guess your parents were in their 20s. And so I started realizing that if I washed all the dishes, I could go around and collect $2 off of everybody and I would end up with like 20 bucks because, <laughs> you know, people didn't mind paying $2 each. So I used to go around and I'd get two bucks off of everybody. And then I'd go and wash all the dishes from the party because no one wanted to do the dishes and everyone was hung over, you know, the next morning or whatever it was. So I'll just wash the dishes and I'll make like 20 bucks. So I guess I was a bit of a hustler from a young age, you could call it. But I started working as a night shift cleaner. And so I would go either with my dad or I would get them to drop me off and I would do night shift cleaning. And so I would clean hotels, I cleaned Parliament House, I cleaned all these different things in order to make money. But I thought the goal of making money was it would make me happy because I'd be able to buy shit in order to impress others. Growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. I mean, dad worked two jobs. Mum was a stay-at-home mum for a while until um, she went back and worked as a shoe clerk. So we didn't have a lot of money. And I guess education was important to my parents. So they put us through private school, which obviously cost them a lot of money, but we really struggled financially. And so mum always used to say, we can't afford it. And I remember playing basketball in these shoes called Aerosport shoes, which weren't the best. And all the other kids made fun of me. And I used to have a bit of a nickname in primary school, which was POV, short for POV 
poverty because I find it quite funny now, but at the time I didn't. I thought, you know, if I can get a job, then I can go out and buy basketball shoes and I can have all this cool shit. So I got in the habit of working really, really hard in order to earn money so that I could spend it in order to try and prove myself and show that I was successful. I guess you could say, or show that I wasn't poor. But that became a pattern and a habit. And so I remember at the age of like 21 and 22, all my friends are starting to buy houses and you know they've got trades. And I was at the time, I was a diesel mechanic and then started working around that time as a personal trainer as well at the time. I would just make money and then I would go out and spend it because it was my way to prove myself. I would spend more money on my car. I would spend more money on my clothes. You know, if I had a really good week or something like that at work, especially as a personal trainer, because there was no cap on the income that I could earn, I would just go out and buy everybody drinks. So I remember, you know, we're talking like 15 years ago or yeah, 15 years ago or something like that. Yeah, I would go out and buy everybody drinks and I'd drop like 1200 bucks on the bar overnight because my mates didn't have money at the time because I was paying off their houses or paying off their mortgages or, you know, some of them just didn't have good jobs. So I would just drop the cash and we would go out and we would party and I felt like I was rich. But at the same time, every week when I would come to pay the bills, I was struggling and couldn't pay the bills. And so I had this really shitty attachment with money, which, you know, wasn't a great thing. But what I started realizing was over time, especially my late twenties to early thirties, and this is where I started making millions of dollars per year in, in our companies was that you don't need to prove yourself to others because the work that you do will be the proof. Now, when you're trying to prove yourself to others, there's this gap between who you are and who you where and where you want to be. Now, there's this whole concept of faking it till you make it, which I fucking hate because, you know, if you buy a, a fake Rolex and you know it's a fake Rolex, then you know it's a fake Rolex. So you're going to have this natural fear in the back of your mind that is just there because you're afraid that someone's going to bust you. When you have that fear, you spend all your time trying to fill in the gaps and trying to cover up everything instead of spending your time focusing on actually being driven to where you want to get to. And I think that's a massive mistake. I hear that all the time in the personal development, the self-growth industry, the business world. You know, you just got to fake it till you make it. But I think that that is a really shitty strategy, especially now, because I would say that consumers are way more intelligent. Like I don't consider the community of people that we have, we call them the driven mofos. I would, you know, in our driven mofo community, the people who come and do our events, they're all driven people. They're fucking smart. They push hard. They want to achieve. Now that doesn't mean that they are all smart from a university level, but we've had guys that drop out, guys and girls who drop out of school, like 13 and 14 that run, you know, 10 to $15 million companies. Now they're pretty fucking street smart. So you can't get away with just bullshitting and faking your way when you're around those people. You can fake it when you're around people who don't get it. You can start a business and tell them that you've got this amazing turnover and you're doing really, really well when you're hanging around a bunch of friends who don't have businesses and don't understand. And you can look successful and live off of credit cards and loans and all that sort of stuff. But when you're around business people who've been there and done it, they can calculate the numbers pretty, pretty quickly and ask the right questions in order to figure out where you're at. So they'll pick up on that stuff really, really quickly. I know I get this consistently when I'm talking to people, whether it's over the phone doing sales, where some Someone's telling me about their problems and I can already see through them. I think when you've walked the path and you've been around people for long enough and who have achieved at a high level, you start to pick up things really, really quickly. And it's like a parent when a child tells you that they didn't eat the cookie out of the cookie jar, yet there's crumbs on their bed. There's like bits and pieces of broken off biscuit or cookie or whatever, you know, around on the floor in their bedroom. So you can put the dots together. It's pretty easy. And as a parent, I'm not a parent, but for the parents out there, you would see things that your kids do, even though they try to convince you they haven't done them. You know it because it's obvious. The same thing happens in business. And especially when you're starting to achieve a lot in life in, in any area, you can see through things really, really quickly. You've just got to be careful of faking it until you make it because I think that it's a really, really, really sh shitty strategy. Let's get back to talking about 
why you don't need to prove anything to anybody else. As I got to my late 20s, I just realized that all I was doing was spending all my cash on trying to be something and trying to feel like I was something. And I wasn't trying to prove myself to others. Like there's this concept that we try to prove ourselves to others, but I don't think we do. I actually think we just try to prove ourselves to ourselves. And we do that the majority of the time, our whole lives. Like when we take on something new, we're trying to learn that skill set and we're trying to prove something to ourselves, whether we can do it or whether we can break a habit. So it's all this mental game. Life, I believe, is a mental game. And, you know, I get into the advanced principles of this stuff in some of my courses. If life is this trying to prove ourselves to ourselves, then we don't really need to prove it to others. And this is what I realized in my late 20s and my early 30s. And this was one of the greatest learnings because straight away when I realized that, I think I was trying to prove to others that our business could be successful instead of just making it successful, which was the proof. Now, something that I do say at our events quite consistently as well is that if you've got a dream and you're telling others that dream, 99% of people will never see that dream. They'll never see it until you show them it. The only way to show them your dream is by making it come true. Like I can try and explain something, but if you've never seen it, there's probably a lack of belief there somewhere. Whereas if I put it right in front of your face and say, there it is, here, here's how it looks, here's how it works and everything, people go, shit, I can see it now. This was really, really interesting because the same thing happened with our business, I guess. I was driving around in a little 2003 Hyundai Getz, which was my wife's car, Jess. I'm driving around this little Hyundai Getz. I'd rock up at meetings and I would park next to the Porsches and the Ferraris and all this stuff because I had a lot of really high net worth clients, which I, you know, I still do. And so I would get invited to these business meetings and I would rock up there or the these parties or whatever, and I would rock up there. And I had like the shittest car. And then I would walk in and I most of the time I'd have the shittest clothes because I'd be wearing this fucking untailored suit that looked like shit because we didn't have the money. I was just working and putting everything back into the business. I remember going from the 2003 Hyundai Gets where people would talk about it and say, well, if Michael was that good at business, he wouldn't be driving that car. But that wasn't the truth. I was actually putting all the time and effort and money. I just spent, I pretty much spent the majority of every cent that I had into learning, into mentors, into coaches, into books, as you can see behind me, into courses. And I would travel all around the country and sometimes overseas in order to learn because I knew that I would be a combination of all the knowledge and my skill set's a combination of all the knowledge and all the mistakes and all the learnings that I got from those mistakes. I knew that that would be me and my success in the future. I just put all this effort and this energy behind me. What ended up happening was I ended up saying to Jess, we need a new car because this car's getting pretty old. Like it was her first car. It was the first car Jess had ever bought. I was still driving it up until like six years ago, seven years ago, because I said I'd never buy another car, which was a depreciating liability and something that I didn't love. If I was going to buy something that was going to depreciate, it was because I was going to enjoy it and I was able to enjoy it and we were financially stable enough to do that. I wasn't just going to go out to buy a car to prove myself to others. So anyway, I went out and I bought my Audi R8. At first I thought I'm not going to put it online because I'll get judged and criticized and I was a bit afraid of what other people think. And then I thought, nah, fuck it. So I put the car online and this was maybe a month, month and a half, six weeks after I got the car. I put it online and all these people just send me messages and they go, congratulations, dude. It's awesome to see how successful you are. And I thought, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like I had the car last week. What was the difference between this week? Why are people reaching out to me now telling me congratulations on how successful you become and your achievements and congratulations on the business? No one congratulated me the week before. It was just that they could see it because now there was this evidence that I was able to buy an Audi R8 at the time, which you know, it wasn't, it 
it's not super expensive. Like, you know, I'm not saying I'm a fucking rich store or anything. It's just that I was able to go out and drop 160 grand in a car and that's what I did. Actually, I think it was 165. But, you know, and not that that's super impressive, but that was like, what, six years ago now, five years ago now, I was able to go and do that. So in my early 30s. And so the business was doing well. It had good turnover. I was still investing. It was just really interesting. And then at the same time, I had a whole bunch of people who just met, who, who actually, they didn't message me. They just type shit on Facebook because that's normally what cows do. They would get on there and go, oh, it's probably a loan and blah, blah. Even still, not everyone can still afford that. Like that's something that, you know, is, is just really, really interesting. And it's something that I wanted to share because there are so many business owners who are holding back themselves and are holding back their businesses. And I guess it's not even business owners. It's just people out there who are holding themselves back because they're waiting for others to say it's okay for you to do what you need to do. The truth is they'll never understand in the majority of cases until you do it. So you can say, I'm going to build this big business, but no one gives a shit. And the only thing that's going to happen is it's going to bring up everyone else's fears, their insecurities. All of those things are going to come up in them when you say that and their doubts and their concerns. And so they're going to express that with you. And so you'll hear their doubts, you'll hear their fears, you'll hear their concerns. And then that'll cloud your thoughts. If you just shut up and get on with it and just show them what it looks like and say, hey, I've built this business now. They'll go, wow, congratulations. I remember only recently I caught up with some friends I haven't seen in years. And one of them was my best mate growing up in my, I guess you could say early teens until probably my early 20s. And then another one was late teens to early 20s. And they were really close mates. They were my first proper, proper mates where we'd just have each other's back. We hung out with each other every night. We had this really awesome friendship. Anyway, I hadn't seen them for years just because they were sort of in a position where they would go to the pub every night after work. They were using drugs and things like that and it wasn't my thing you know they'd sit around and smoke bongs and shit after work and I've just never taken drugs it's never been any interest to me I just never saw the point really and each to their own like I don't think that it's good or bad or whatever it was just that that, that was the tool that they used to navigate life I just decided that it was time to maybe distance myself from them and uh, I got a bit of criticism from the group as a whole not them but the group as a whole that we used to hang around and they gave me shit because they said you know Michael thinks he's better than us and blah, blah, blah. And you know, you couple that shit, people try to make you feel guilty to pull you back into their social circles and, and whatever and, and live by their behaviors and rules and beliefs. So anyway, I caught up with them and I guess I'm 38. So it was like six months ago. So yeah, I was 38. I rocked up there and I was just driving past actually. I was driving along the beach and I saw them. So I pulled over and went down and just sat with them and chilled for a bit. And there was a big group of them. And my two best mates that I hadn't seen for ages, one I'd been catching up with a little bit, but the other one I hadn't seen for ages. They said, Michael, we always knew that you were going to be successful because you just thought differently. I thought that was interesting because it was interesting that they see that now in reflection, but I don't think that they saw that in advance. Now, maybe they did. I don't really know. But it's interesting that when you start to achieve great things, people will say to you, I always knew you'd make it or I always knew you'd achieve great things. But when you start off the path, all you hear is people's doubts and their criticisms and all the shit that they bring up to try and hold you back. I think that it's really important that you just keep growing, adapting, changing, and realize that that's the path to fulfillment. Nothing in life is great that ever stays the same. Things have to change. If you're a business and you're not consistently changing, someone else will come along and create a better business and they will just grow over the top of you. And so that's why I believe that learning a lot of the laws of nature and the laws of the universe, when I say laws of the universe, I'm talking about scientific principles that seem to go right through nature and the universal laws, I guess you could say. It's important to learn those things because you realize that things in nature grow or they die. Nothing stays the same. When someone says the water stagnated, 
what they're really saying is that algae is growing in the water. Something else is growing over the top of it or utilizing that thing that's not growing. You don't wanna be that thing. You don't wanna be someone else's growth on top of your business or as in partnerships maybe, but not because you've stagnated and someone's used it as leverage. The same thing happens in your life. Like I get a lot of people who come to me and they say, Michael, my wife just left or my husband just left. And I go, mate, they left like fucking three years ago. You just weren't smart enough to pick up on it because they got bored. You were stagnating, you were predictable. You were the same person that you've always been and they got fed up and they got sick of it. They they tried to give you hints about changing. They gave you ideas. They probably tried to help you, but you were so fucking ignorant and closed-minded, you just stayed the same person and it pissed them off and irritated them, frustrated them so much that that probably came out for a while as criticisms and judgments and nagging or whatever you want to call it. And then eventually they just got to the point where they went, what's the fucking point? And they left. So they didn't leave then, they left ages ago. The same as a new business doesn't just come along and smash you and blindside you. That's been happening and groundswelling for ages because you just got so comfortable and you didn't change. So the key thing today is that you've got to make sure that you're consistently growing, adapting, evolving, and changing. That is part of a cycle that if you don't keep growing, something else will grow over the top. Something else will wipe you out. Something else will take you out because things in nature that aren't growing are often recycled. They go back into the earth, broken down, and then rebuilt into something better and greater. Now, if you're not consistently using that same philosophy in your life and saying, I have to break down my beliefs and break them down and I guess reseed them and grow a new belief, then I'm stuck and I'm stagnant. That same thing will happen in your business. If you're not consistently growing and evolving and breaking things down and rebuilding things, then something else will come along and just build over the top of you or build something greater. If you're not doing it consistently with your mindset or your health, then that's gonna be your hindrance. And I say this a lot that our ignorance is always our greatest hindrance. If you're stuck in life and you're using things like alcohol and drugs because you're not getting the results that you want, or you're consistently on medications because of mental health problems and things like that. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have those things because sometimes I guess they're needed. But for the majority of people that I've ever met and worked with, the majority of them are just stuck and they keep trying to do the same thing over and over again and it doesn't work. And so it creates so much frustration and they can't sleep at nighttime because they're so stuck. That does not work. So please remember that you've got to keep growing, learning, because if you do not do that, that's going to become your greatest hindrance. You're going to be stuck. You'll get blindsided. Life's going to become really uncomfortable. And you can control your discomfort by growing, which then means you'll also have the comfort that you get from the rewards of growth. Or you can do it the other way, which is you can be super comfortable and be comfortable and lazy as shit and not do the things that you need to do. Get home from work and smash alcohol every night because it helps you to relax and chill out because you're bored and you're frustrated and you're upset that you're not getting the results that you want. And then you can be extremely uncomfortable, which is how most people tend to operate in our society. They are comfortable uncomfortable instead of being uncomfortably comfortable you just get the choice i hope that helps driven mofos i'll keep coming back to you with these videos if you keep listening so anyway i hope that helps get out there do some cool shit today and i look forward to joining me on the next podcast 